This is Speaking of Writers on Capital Region Sunday. I'm Steve Richards. Before the term was coined in 1981, there were no serial killers. There were only monsters. Killers that society first understood as werewolves, vampires, ghouls, and witches, or later, Hitchcockian psychos. Since then, serial killers have become a focal point of academic study, crime fiction novelists, film writers, and have fascinated and frightened the public. As the author of the book Serial Killers and Female Serial Killers, investigative historian Peter Vronsky is widely considered an expert in this specific field of history. His new book is Sons of Cain, A History of Serial Killers from the Stone Age to the Present. Vronsky takes an in-depth examination of sexual serial killers throughout human history, how they evolved and why they we are drawn to their horrifying crimes. Peter Vronsky is an author, filmmaker, and investigative historian, author of two best-selling books on the history of psychopathology of serial homicides, Serial Killers, The Method and Madness of Monsters and Female Serial Killers, How and Why Women Become Monsters. He holds a PhD in history from the University of Toronto. Happy to have Peter Vronsky join me now here on Speaking of Fridays. Peter, welcome to this program. Hi, Steve. Thanks for having me on. When did you begin writing about serial killers? Well, I began writing about serial killers probably 15, 20 years after I had encountered uh, my first serial killer um, quite randomly while I was traveling in New York. Um, So, um, you know, I I certainly thought about him from that moment on. How could you not? Um, And, of course, my encounter occurred in 1979 um, just a few years before that term was popularly coined. Um, you know, law enforcement community was already using the term, but um, as far as the public was concerned, it was a term entirely unfamiliar for me. And, and, and so for me, uh, you know, in that period, the encounter was, um, you know, monstrous, so to speak, because that was the only frame of reference I had, uh, right down to those movie monsters, Alfred Hitchcock movie monsters like, you know, Psycho and the Boston Strangler. Of course, you know, there were serial killers. We just didn't label them that. We're chatting with Peter Vronsky here on Speaking of Writers. His book is Sons of Cain, A History of Serial Killers from the Stone Age to the Present. So, Peter, what makes a serial killer? Well, it depends who's uh, doing the definition. Uh, Today, as of uh, 2004, um, the FBI will define a serial killer as somebody who murders criminally um, two victims or more in separate incidences uh, with a cooling-off period in between for any motive whatsoever. So that's a very broad definition of uh, serial killers, the way, um, you know, generally we consider the FBI kind of the the federal clearinghouse on serial homicides. So certainly as the way, you know, that's the way the FBI would define them. We're talking to Peter Vronsky here on Speaking of Writers. His book is Sons of Cain, A History of Serial Killers from the Stone Age to the Present. What was your research like for this book, Peter? Um, well, uh, it was very, um, you know, broad in the sense that um, I had to look at sources in uh, anthropology, in medieval history. Um, you know, for example, I, I looked at court records uh, from the Inquisitional period uh, during the Reformation, and, and there were these 
formal trials um, of werewolves. And, and when I looked at the texts of the trials, uh, what they were accused of, of, of doing um, is what typically serial killers do. Um, you know, the accusations were, uh, for example, um, abducting and mutilating children or um, attacking and raping uh, peasant girls working in the fields or walking uh, on the road to the market. Um, small tradesmen luring a series of victims to their um, store and murdering and dismembering them uh, there. All these uh, people weren't accused of, of homicide or murder. What they were accused of was uh, being a werewolf. Um, and, and so, you know, back then we could not imagine a, a human being committing these horrific acts without kind of putting a supernatural spin on it. This book, you, you focus strictly on sexual serial killers. Why? Well, because I think that's kind of the bridge I'm building between what we popularly imagine a serial killer um, as a sexual predator that is uh, killing in a civilian uh, kind of environment. So um, if we go again, if, if, if I'm going to bounce off the FBI definition, then I would have to include as well, you know, terrorists who are not suicide bombers as a type of serial killer. Um, I would have to look at gangbangers, for example, uh, organized crime. Uh, there's all sorts of serial killers out there. But, but I think traditionally, when we use the word serial killer and we think of serial killer, we are thinking of these sexual predators who, who as I say, are mutilating their victims often uh, for these pathological reasons. And, and those are our monsters, our werewolves, our vampires. You have a, a chapter titled American Gothic, the, quote, golden age of serial killers, 1950 to 2000. Is there one or two that fascinated you the most? Well, certainly the serial killer I encountered, um, you know, he fascinated me because um, this was an individual who was raising um, a family in New Jersey. He had three kids, um, a wife, a steady-paying job in Manhattan that he used to commute to. Uh, and yet he lived um, another layer of a secret life. He also had two mistresses um, in New York City, and then another layer to it. He was as well stalking, drugging, um, and killing women in New York and New Jersey. Uh, some of them were uh, prostitutes. Some of them were just women who were frequenting singles bars. Some of them he actually also had as mistresses. Uh, and, and neither the, the, you know, his wife nor the two mistresses he had in New York um, have any idea that there was this kind of dark um, edge to him. Uh, well, more than an edge, a dark side to him. I mean, he's the proverbial, um, you know, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. And as you, uh, as you mentioned here in Sons of Cain, they're uniquely human. Uniquely human. I mean, exactly that, you know, um, these are not supernatural monsters. Um, and, and in fact, police, you know, uh, you know in, the, in the era of Ted Bundy, the 1970s, 
you know, we call that the golden age, essentially. Um, you know, it starts around 1950, but it peaks between 1970 and 1990, 99, when we had 81% of all serial killers in the 20th century in the United States emerge in, in, in that period. So um, Ted Bundy kind of kicks off that, that era. Um, and, of course, police, even as late as the 1970s, could not conceive this idea that a single perpetrator could kill that many victims across so many different jurisdictions. It, it sounded to them, uh, you know, too supernatural almost. Um, so, you know, that's a phenomenon that even today police still are confronting this, this what we call um, linkage blindness um, and inability to link these uh, various individual murders to a, a, a single perpetrator. You know, partly it's because serial killers are, are very rare. And, and so it's usually the last scenario police will resort to. Uh, but certainly in, in, in the 1970s, it was completely inconceivable. And, and, and so you had this rise of free-roaming perpetrators in that era that, that essentially characterized that period. It's a fascinating book. It's called Sons of Cain, A History of Serial Killers from the Stone Age to the Present. The author is Peter Vronsky. Peter, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me on, Steve.